Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillah wahda Wassalatu wassalamu ala man la nabiyya ba'da Ala man la nabiyya ba'dahu Wala ummata ba'da ummatihi Wala shari'ata ba'da shari'ati Wala kitaba ba'da kitabi Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabi Wa man ihtada bihadyih Waqtada bi sunnati Ila yawmiddini wa ba'd فقد قال جل وعلا في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما جعلنا لبشر من قبلك الخلد أفإن مت فهم الخالدون كل نفس ذائقة الموت ونبلوكم بالشر والخير فتنة وإلينا ترجعون صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم أكثروا ذكر هذم اللذات وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أحضروا موتاكم ولقنوهم بلا إله إلا الله وبشروهم بالجنة فإن الحنيم من الرجال والنساء يتحير عند ذلك المسرع أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Respected honored scholars, ulama, elders, beloved brothers. The ayat kareema that I have recited before you, Allah تبارك وتعالى, in the most emphatic way makes mention in Quran that وما جعلنا لبشر من قبلك الخلد. We have not made eternity for any human on this earth. كل نفس ذائقة الموت. Every person will inevitably taste of death. 
Aynama takunu yudrikumul maut Walau kuntum fi burujim mushayyada Allah Ta'ala says wherever you are on the appointed time You will be gripped by death And this reminder is given to us again and again When we open Quran Kareem and we open the books of Ahadith The wealth of knowledge that is contained within the books of Ahadith There was a Hadith that caught my mind and I just thought we just expound on that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on one occasion He, when we look at the condition of this world You will not find equality in this world You know, you'll find some people are rich, some people are poor Some enjoy health, some Allah Ta'ala test them with sickness Some people are challenged, some have children, Allah Ta'ala Deprive some of children, some have obedient children, some have disobedient children. This is the system of this world. But when we analyze the year after and when a person leaves this world, death is synonymous to each and every one of us. You can see a man meeting up in an accident and you can say, oh Allah, save me from an accident. You can see a man suffering in a clinic and a hospital and you can say, oh Allah, save me from that illness and that sickness. You can't see the body of a dying man and say, Oh Allah, save me from deaths. You cannot say, Oh Allah, save me from deaths. What did my Nabi say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? That there is a painkiller, there is a prescription for every pain, illa psalm, with the exception of deaths. With the exception of deaths. And we start rewinding a few years back. During the COVID pandemic, you know, we all know what had happened. I mean, every other day there were 10, 20, sometimes, you know, 30 that had passed on. And, uh, you know, just waiting, who is the next person? But what I'm talking about in the recent past, in the last few years, there are many, many young people that have passed away in our community. And this is the reality. A man who has ambitions in life, he has aspirations, I will grow up. I will nurture my kids, I will get married perhaps, I will nurture my children, they will go to school, university. And we as parents, we have ambitions that my son will get married, I will play around with my grandkids. And they will go to school, the time will come, they will get married, and eventually I will have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. These are ambitions and aspirations that each and every one of us have, every one of us as parents. As a young man growing up, Whereas our mothers and our sisters, we have aspirations for our children. We have aspirations for our family members. And in the blink of an eye, in the blink of an eye, suddenly you receive a call that so-and-so has met up in an accident. And tragically, the person passes away. Your entire existence on this earth shatters in front of you. Everything shatters in front of you. You can take the entire world. You know, I've, I've experienced this personally. You know, people who have lost loved ones, they will say that I will spend everything that I own if only my son could come back into this world. If only my son can come back into this world. That's the reality we need to constantly remind ourselves. You know, the family that, that lost the son, they're listening to this discourse. I recall he passed away on Saturday night. The Sunday prior to that, I was invited to deliver a talk at the, at the Walima of his cousin. And the same young boy who was a Hafiz al-Quran, you know, he recites the Qirah at the, at the, at the Walima, knowing not one week down the line, Salatul Janaza would be read for him. What assurance do we have? There are those who passed away in rave clubs and nightclubs. 
There are those who passed away in casinos. There are those who passed away in the position of sajda. What I'm saying, my brothers, it's not for me to judge. It's not for you to judge. Allah alone knows. We have seen many people in this world, you know, who lived their entire lives in the disobedience of the Almighty Allah. But when they came to the tail end of their lives, you know, a few years ago in Arafah, there was a brother from South Africa. You know, in his early years, he was a gangster. And he was a notorious gangster for years on end. And one of the Jamaat brothers made effort on him. And he changed his life for the better. And Allah Ta'ala had invited him, you know, for Hajj. On the plains of Arafah. On the plains of Arafah. You know, he, he collapsed because of the severe heat. And he was declared to be dead. A few moments, he opens his eyes. And he recited the kalima. He picked up his hands. And he said, Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik. He closed his eyes and that was the end of it. That's the reality. That's the reality. Like I said, don't judge any person in this world. Allah alone knows. There were those people who lived their entire lives in the obedience of the Almighty Allah. And they reached the tail end of, of their lives. And they carry out such actions that displease the Almighty Allah. They carry out such actions that displease the Almighty Allah. And Allah alone knows what is the end result of them. My brothers, we need to constantly remind ourselves. You know, it's easy for me, for me to say this. It's easy for you to hear that. Ask a family that has lost a loved one. You know what they go through. A man who has lost his son or somebody loses their daughter in infancy. You know, we can tell the man makes sabr. We accept the decree and the decision of the Almighty Allah. But what that family goes through, Allah alone knows. Allah alone knows. Those little children that are moving around. You know, I was at the Qabristan. When this young boy was being, this Hafiz, this young man was being lowered, 28 years of age. Perhaps he had aspirations and ambitions. The three-year-old son is standing next to the grave. And both the Nana and the Dada, maternal and paternal, went into the grave. There was somebody, a family member was carrying this young child. And they were standing next to me. That young child is asking those around him, that tell me why did Nana place Papa in under the sands? What do you tell that young child? What goes through the heart of the child? What goes through the heart of those parents? My brothers, that is a reality. The Nabi of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on one occasion, there was a young man from Medina to Al-Munawwara. Nabi alayhi salam was informed of his janazah, that so and so had passed on. After the ghusl, the Nabi of Allah comes to Baqi. He comes to Baqi, and the grave was not dug. Nabi alayhi salam instructed a few sahaba to dig the graves. Abu Talha, uh, who was in charge of digging the graves in Medina, and Abu Ubaidah, according to certain narrations. So they used to dig the graves. You know, they used to dig the graves. And just to digress for one minute. My brothers, you know, I was at the Qabristan this morning. And I just visited. And as I was exiting, the brother who's the, the caretaker of, of the Qabristan, he said that, Walana, he said, just give a message, you know, to the audience. He said that, unfortunately, there are people who come to the grave and they abuse these grave diggers. They abuse them. These are not your servants. They bring you a favor. How many of us are concerned about them? But you know what? The graves are supposed to be ready one hour ago. But don't you know that? These are not your servants. Nabi Ali Salam come as the grave was being dug. Nabi Ali Salam gathers his sahaba. And the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speaks about the journey of the ruh. He speaks about the journey of the soul. That what happens when a person passes away? What happens when a person passes away? What does he go through? What does he experience? 
It's a very lengthy narration. In fact, when we open the books of Ahadith, it goes on for pages, for many, many pages. And the time of Jumu'ah is not sufficient for us to, you know, unpack this entire narration of the Nabi of Allah. But just to give you an appetite and insight as to what Nabi Ali Salaam mentioned. You know, when a person, I know there are many that are sitting here. Some of you have lost your children. Some have lost their spouses. Some have lost their parents. I cannot relate to what you are going through. Allah alone knows. It is only Allah that gives that person that sabr, you know, and the patience. Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was this young man, passes away in Medina Munawwara, and the parents, the father is around the Nabi of Allah. And Nabi alayhi sallam is speaking about the journey of the ruh, the journey of the soul. What happens when a person passes away? A person goes into the state of sakarats. A person goes into the throes of deaths. This would be the defining moment. What did my Nabi say? Inna allaha yaqbalu tawbat al-abd ma'alam yugharghir Allah will accept the tawbah of a person up to the point of sakarat. Hence the hadith that I quoted before you. What did my Nabi say? Uhdhuru mawtakum Make it a point to be present whilst people are dying. Walaqtinuhum bila ilaha illallah and encourage them to recite the kalima. Why? فَإِنَّ الْحَلِيمَ مِنَ الرِّجَالِ وَالنِّسَةِ يَتَحَيَّرُ عِنْدَ ذَلِكَ الْمَصْرَةِ Oh my companions, that moment of death, it is so critical, it is so crucial, that leave the average man in the throes of death, the devil intensifies his efforts, and even the learned and the scholars, even they are left perplexed, and even they stagger at the juncture. If you and I can understand how flimsy we are and how weak we are, and we fall prey to the temptations of the devil when that beautiful woman walks in front of you and you find it difficult to lower your gaze. My brother, what would have happened at that time when the infiltration of the devil will be to the maximum at the time of death? Imam Sha'arani has written in his kitab, I mentioned this previously as well. It, you know, it, I passed through this the other day. What does he say in the throes of death as the man is leaving this world? Shaitan, the devil, appears before him in the form of his late father on the right, his late mother on the left, or some deceased member of the family. And Shaitan says, abandon Islam, give up Islam. If you and I can understand how flimsy we are, how weak we are, what would happen on that day when the infiltration of Shaitan would be to the maximum? So the Nabi of Allah says, when a person reaches the throes of death, you know, there was a scholar, uh, it's mentioned in the kitabs that this man, when he was about to leave this world, so he calls his family and he said, sort out all my affairs, do this, do that, and distribute this to this one and give that to that one. And then he tells his children that I'm now going into the throes of deaths. He said, I can see the angels coming. I can see the angels coming. And as the angels come, he said, the, my soul is up to the, my waist, up to my knees, up to my chest. And then he recites the kalima, he looks at his children, and he takes his last breath and he passes on. Some have seen the angel of death in a rave club and a nightclub. Some have seen the angel of death in a casino. Some have seen the angel of death in the position of sajda. My brothers, where will you die? Where will I die? Homes have become deserted. Qabristans are full. There is no place to bury. There is no place to bury. The graves are used two, three times. You know, uh, after a few years, the grave is dug. I mean, subhanallah. You know, I mentioned this some months ago. 
You know, in Peter Maritzburg, there was a brother that passed on. There was a brother, he was a scholar, an alim that passed away, you know, at a very young age. So it was, it was uh, you know, the request of the family that he be buried in his late father's grave who passed away perhaps 12, 15 years back. So when they began digging the grave, leave alone the coffin, the body of this man, the marahum, was perfectly intact. Was perfectly intact. A few years ago in Durban, there was a black sister who had reverted to Islam. And she was living in one of those neighborhoods. And, you know, she made a lot of da'wah, you know, to people living in that area. And she used to call little kids. And she used to teach them about Islam. You know, speak to them about Islam. When she passed away, this was many years ago. When she passed away, she was lowered into a qabr. And some years later, accidentally the grave was opened. A few years later. And they found the, the body of this woman to be perfectly intact. And like that, there are multitudes of examples. You know, that we can share with you. We're speaking about not the time of the Sahaba. So nonetheless, Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he paints the picture. And he said, oh my Sahaba, when the angel of death, it's been decreed. And to the family that is listening, not one second before, not one second after, when a person came into this world, there is an angel that makes four, four proclamations. And one of the messages of this angel is that this person would live, you know, for 28 years. This person would live for 30 years. And that's about it. And let me caution you, my brother. You know, recently... You know, we find that people pass sarcastic comments. So I received a call after this incident from one of the newspapers and they said that, you know, we have been given your number, you're the imam of the community and we would like a comment, you know, as, uh, as to how this entire accident had unfolded. So I told the sister that give me your chain of events. Give me your narrative, your tale. So she said this, that. I said, let me tell you. You know, what you are mentioning to me is totally incorrect. Let me put this entire thing into perspective. But I said, before you publish the article, before you publish the article, let me verify it, then you post it. So she writes the article, she sends it to me. I said, moments ago, this is the version that I had given you. But, uh, okay, you know what? And I mean, this is what happens. Unfortunately, we need to be sensitive, you know, to families who have lost loved ones. We need to be sensitive to them. You know, you come to the family, maybe your son was driving a bit too fast. And that is why he met up in an accident. What did Nabi alayhi salam say? What a beautiful deen we enjoy. When you go and visit a sick person, encourage the man. Don't discourage him. Tell him that you will live. Like, you know, somebody comes, what's the problem? No, no, I've got cancer. Allah Ta'ala protect us. You know what, my brother, he had the same sickness and he passed away in six months. My brother, you're going to kill that man before his time. What did Nabi Ali Salam say? Give them that moral support. Give them that encouragement. That family that is suffering at that time, what they're going through, Allah alone knows. Give them that moral support instead of passing sarcastic comments. I mean, somebody had shown me the other day, not in relation to this, but there were some youngsters that passed away at a young age and people post this thing on Facebook and comments by Muslims. Be sensitive to those families. If it is my son and somebody has to say that, how will I react to that? My brothers, we need to be sensitive. We need to be careful what we say, especially when families are going through, you know, tragedies. So nonetheless, Nabi Ali Salam says, 
that when a person is about to leave this world, he paints the picture of a pious man, a believer, when he reaches the throes of death, the angel comes to him, and how is the soul removed? The Nabi of Allah gives the parable, when you take a bottle of water, and you pour it into a glass, it flows out of the glass, of the bottle into the glass. The Rabbi of Allah had given a similar parable. He said the soul of a believer flows out of the body. Flows out of the body. And then, where does the, where does the soul go to? The soul goes up to the heavens. The soul goes up to the heavens. It's only the body that is left. And then, you know, you take the body, you give it a ghusl, whatever it is. In the interim, the soul, the Nabi of Allah paints the picture. The soul goes up to a certain point and it comes to the, to the doors of the heavens and the malaika are accompanying the soul. And as the soul is going, the angels say, this is that man who is to give a lot of charity. This is that young man who is to recite Quran. This is that young man who is to frequent the masajid. So the angels will not take the name of the person, but rather they will speak about the attributes and the good deeds that the person had done whilst they were in this world. And never underestimate this. And let me explain to you, my brothers, you know this, I spoke about this last night. You know the concept of Isal al-Thawab. You know something which is so amazing. Mulana Gamboyi rahmatullahi alayhi, you know he's of the opinion that for example, if a person, uh, you know, reads a khatam of Quran and you confer the ajar and the thawab, to 10 people, it's divided between 10 people. And the scholar, the great scholar, Muhajir, uh, Allama Muhajir Makki, who passed away in Makkah to Al-Mukarrama, he's of the opinion that if a person recites a khatam of Quran, or you send durood upon the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, a person, every person that you recite for, will get the complete reward. What he used to say, he said, whatever good deed I carry out in this world, I make the dua that oh Allah confer the ajr and the thawab of this good deed from Nabi Adam salam till the last Muslim that will live till the day of Qiyamah. Every one of them would get that reward. You know, sometimes we become, you know, a bit, uh, you know, we look at it logically. If I take this khatam of Quran, you know, and you walk into the graveyard or, you know, and in fact, you know, the scholars and the ulama have explained uh, Sheikh Zakaria rahmatullahi alayhi, has written about this is that when a person goes to the Qabristan, when you, you're sitting outside the graveyard in a masjid and you confer Isal al-Thawab, you know, to the one that has passed away, they are made aware of the good deeds that they are receiving. I made mention of an incident last night that there was a person that, uh, you know, a person lost his, you know, lost his father. So this man goes to sleep. And in his sleep, he sees a vision and a dream. And in this dream, he sees he's walking into a graveyard. And as he walks into the graveyard, you know, the, the inmates of the graves, they are picking up pebbles or other pearls, picking up a pearl from here, picking up a pearl from there, picking up a pearl from there. And on one side, there was a person who was peacefully resting in his grave. So he said that I asked the one that's resting in the grave that who are these others that are picking up these pearls? He said, you see, are those people who are dependent and reliant on the good deeds that they receive from others. So a person recited Quran, said, confer the ajar and the thawab to all the inmates of that graveyard. And he, said, he asked the person that was leaning in his grave, he said, what can I tell you? He said, I have left behind a young son of mine 
He recites one Quran a day and he confers the ajr and the thawab. So I sit in my grave anticipate that one khatam of Quran. But he said, let me tell you, I stopped receiving that khatam of Quran. So this man inquired that, tell me who is your son? He said, my son is so and so. The next day, this man goes into the bazaar and he went into a shop. They sell sweetmeats. And he saw a man, he said, tell me, are you so-and-so? Who is your dad? My dad passed away a few years ago. And he said his lips were continuously moving. He said, what do you do? He said, every day since the day my dad passed away, I complete a khatam of Quran and I confer the ajar and the thawab to my father. And a few days later, the man passes away. That comes to an end. I mentioned this some time back. You know, I was attending a janazah a few years ago. In fact, two or three years back. And whilst the person was being buried, you know, there were these three sons and the father, uh, the mother passed on and they are uh, debating with each other. One son is saying, you know, that's mommy's grave. The other one is saying, no, no, not this grave. It's that one. The other one said, no, it's on the other end of the graveyards. So as we stepped out of the graveyards, I called these sons, these brothers. I said, my brother, when did your mom pass away? She passed away nine months ago. Nine months? You don't know where's the grave of your mother? Nine months? What did my Nabi say? Waladun salih yad'u lahu. Leave behind pious offspring who will convey ajr and thawab, you know, to the parents after the parents have left this world. This other day I met a brother. In fact, the father is here. I met a brother whose son passed away about two years ago. And he tells me that Malana, every day since the day my father, my son passed away up to this day, Minimum six khatams of Quran are recited for him. Six khatams of Quran. What assurance do you and I have? What assurance do you and I have? Leave behind the legacy of wealth. Your children will fight over that wealth and they will forget about you. Like I always say, give your children the best of dunya. Give them the best of everything. But leave behind pious offspring. Yaqub salam is leaving this world. He calls his children, Ma ta'buduna min ba'di. Oh my children, who would you worship when I am gone? Who would you worship after I have left this world? What they say, we will worship the one Allah. He said, it's time for me to leave this world. How many of us can say with absolute certainty we leave this world and we leave behind children who will remember us after they are gone? My brothers, Make this, many have lost their parents. Make this niyat. Every morning read Surah Ikhlas. Surah Qul Allahu Ahad 10 times. What did my Nabi say? Surah Ikhlas 10 times. Allah would give that person who had passed on one palace in Jannah. And Nabi Alayhi Salaam then explains about, let me just run you through this very quickly. Nabi Alayhi Salaam said, once the ghusl takes place, the ghusl takes place, Allah then makes the announcement. Your journey started from soil, go back to soil. The soil, the soul is, is returned to the body. And then people stand around the janazah. You know, the body is buried. When people move away, then the questioning happens in the qabr. The first question, Who is your Lord? Who is this man? And what is your deen? There the mouths will be sealed. The mouths will be sealed. The limbs would start talking. Your salah will talk. According to one narration, every act of nobility that you carry out will be given the form of an angel. And that angel will worship Allah on your behalf. Will worship Allah on your behalf. 
And when you die, that angel will come to you and he will say, Ta'arifuni, do you identify who I am? He will say, I don't know you. The angel will say, Ana ala furan. You did a certain good deed in this world. Hence the Nabi of Allah, one of the most virtuous deeds. My brothers, there are many affluent people that are sitting here. Allah has blessed us with wealth. What did Nabi Ali Salam teach us? When you lose a loved one, initiate some form of Sadaqatul Jariyah. Sadaqatul Jariyah has various forms. One is to go to a place and dig a well, make a water available to those who do not have water. And what did my Nabi say? Put up a masjid. Put up a house of Allah, not an elaborate masjid. Nabi Ali Salam said, even if it means contributing to a masjid that has sufficient space for a pigeon to pray inside. Something to the effect. You'll get the reward of building a masjid and every person that prays in that masjid till Qiyamah you will get the rewards. That is why the concession is given when you're setting up your will. One third, you know, it's you're at liberty to bequest, you know, to a non-heir. This is something which is so important to set up a waqf which will earn you perpetual reward right up to the day of Qiyamah. My time is up. Let me just end on this incident. Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, is that when a person passes away and the janazah is read and people walk away from the grave and then the questioning in the grave starts, angels will accompany this person in the grave. What angels? You know, your salah, your zakat, your hajj, whatever good deeds that you do will respond to the angels on your behalf. And then the fragrance of Jannah will, will, the grave will expand and a person would be, uh, you know, would experience the breeze of Jannah. This person will ask the angels, what is this breeze? The angels will say, this is the breeze of Jannah. This Jannati will turn to the Almighty Allah and he will say, Ajil, Ajil, send me ahead, send me ahead. I always say this, when a person passes away, go and stand by the grave of that man, although it's not humanly possible, and tell him, my little boy, my wife, my husband, come back into this world. They would tell me that, leave me where I am. What does the Quran say? The mother of the believers, she said, oh Nabi of Allah, you're speaking about death. Every one of us has the fear of death. She said, oh Aisha, it's natural for you to fear. But let me tell you that when you are lying in that qabr, you have nothing to fear. The good deeds that you carry out in this world will illuminate your grave. And the Nabi of Allah says, the souls of the pious, the souls of the pious will gather in the realm of illiyin. This is the barzakh. Those who have passed on, perhaps some of us have seen our parents and seen our grandparents. I guess very few of us have seen our great-grandparents. The soul of the pious will meet all the souls that had preceded them. And what did my Nabi say? Those that had preceded you will sit together and you will communicate about those, you know, this person in the world, that person in the world, that person got married, and it will be a short space of time. And before they know it, it will be the day of Qiyamah. My brothers, whilst we are crying, I swear by Allah, they are smiling. Whilst you and I are running after this world, I'm not saying do not acquire the wealth of this world, but take a portion of your wealth and make this dua 
that Allah allow me to channel my health and my wealth and my energies in avenues that earns your pleasure. I will just end on this. You know, in those years outside Masjid al-Nabawi, you know, you would find people selling little cars, you know, toys, you know, with kids. So Mulana was walking with his entourage, you know, with his murids. And he tells one brother that, you know what, just, uh, just do me a favor, you know, like a little child, just go on your knees and just play with that car. And everybody started laughing. So Mulana said, you are laughing at this man who's playing with this car. He said, the angels above us are laughing at you and I. We're living in this world. A man knows, you know, he's going to pass away, still planning for the next 30 years. My brothers, my message is, life is short. One day it will be that scholar, one day that alim, one day this woman. Will my time not come? Homes have become deserted, qabristans are full. How you live, that's how you die. And how you die, that's how you'll stand up on the day of Qiyamah. We make dua to the Almighty Allah, all those that have passed on, those that have lost near and dear ones. Allah Ta'ala make it easy for them. Allah Ta'ala grant them sabr. Uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, Allah alone knows what these families go through. All we can do, we make dua, you know, for them. And inshallah, you know, it's a short space of time. We will all enter Jannah together. Jannah to Adni. Like in this world, we lived as a family. Quran says, when you enter Jannah, you will enter Jannah as a family. And not only close family, even extended families that you had never seen in your life. May Allah Ta'ala protect our Iman, Allah Ta'ala protect our Islam. And really, you know, the Ummah is going through, I wanted to speak on one other aspect, my time is up, this issue of LGBT and, you know, what's happening in some of the schools. I spoke about this one of the day after, after Salatul Isha. It's been brought to my attention. I'll just mention just one minute, my brothers. You know that some, in some of the schools, there were many of our children are going to. You know, the boys are, are being encouraged to dress like girls that come tomorrow to school, you know, with lipstick and come with your sister's dress. And the sister is being encouraged to dress like a boy. This is happening. It's a reality, my brothers. You know, we need to, you know, and some children are vociferous. Some kids have spoken to me that, you know, you, what's going on in school? No, Malana, this is what the teacher said. You know, speaking to a seven-year-old child about LGBT. What does that child know? We need to our children to be grounded. You know, we need to be grounded. What we have in this madrasa system, this maktab system, you will not find this in many parts of the world. Other countries you have gone to, just other somebody mentioned to me, Malana, you know what? We left, a family member left to another country. He's coming back. Why well, he said he's on the verge of losing his children. You know, what we have in this country, I've mentioned this many a times, we need to acknowledge the scholars of yesteryear, they planted the seeds that today we are seeing the benefits of it. My parting words to you, my brothers, is let us plant a seed that when we are dead and gone, we will see the fruits of it in our covers and in akhirah. Allah Ta'ala grant us this. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Wal Akiba Tulil Mutakin, Wal Jannah Tulil Mohidin, Wal Aduana Illa Alad Vadimin, 
والصلاه والسلام الاكملان الاتمان على ركن الاعظم افضل من تقدم ومن تاخر وعلى اله واصحابه الغر الميامين اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وما جعلنا لبشر من قبلك الخلد افان مت فهم الخالدون كل نفس ذائقه الموت ونبلوكم بالشر والخير فتنه والينا ترجعون وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم اكثروا ذكر هذه اللذات الموت او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بالايات والذكر الحكيم اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا انه هو الغفور الرحيم ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر واشدهم في امر الله عمر واصدقهم حيان عثمان وقضاهم علي وفاطمه سيده نساء اهل الجنه والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه وحمزه اسد الله واسد رسوله رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابه اجمعين الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم وخير امتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار اللهم ايد الاسلام والمسلمين في مشارق الارض ومغاربها اللهم بارك لنا في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم حاسبنا حساب يسيره اللهم اعنا على غمرات الموت وسكرات الموت اللهم ايد الاسلام والمسلمين في مشارق الارض ومغاربها عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون اقيم الصلاه ايتن الصفوف ميك شير هيلز اند لايم ستاندينج شولدر تو شولدر اس برادرز ذا اوتسايد ذا فاسيلتيز ات ذا باك اند داون ستيرز ان ذا هول اس ويل ഹിയാദീനീം ഇയക്കനുദുഅയിമുഹമ്മ 
من رجالكم ولكن رسول الله وخاتم النبيين وكان الله بكل شيء عليما يا أيها الذين آمنوا اذكروا الله ذكرا كثيرا وسبحوه بكرة وأصيلا هو الذي يصلي عليكم وملائكته ليخرجكم من الظلمات إلى النور وكان بالمؤمنين رحيما تحيتهم يوم يلقونه سلام وأعد لهم أجرا كريما الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما إن الذين يؤذون الله ورسوله لعنهم الله في الدنيا والآخرة وأعد لهم عذابا مهينا والذين يؤذون المؤمنين والمؤمنات بغير ما اكتسبوا فقد احتملوا بهتانا وإثما مبينا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت ربنا وتعاليت يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا راد لما قضيت ولا ينفع ذا الجد منك الجد ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار سبحان ربنا رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين